1: Welcome back to 32
2: Fans in in 32 Days. I'm Alex Chester. With me, as always, is Wheels Wienerker. Wheels, how's it rolling?
1: Rolling great. I feel good. We got the first one out. This is our second of 32 episodes. Yeah.
2: Now, we started, of course, with number 32, the worst team in the NFL. On my ranking, Mm -hmm. on the listeners' cumulative ranking, you had them 31. You had a team you hate more, who we will get to um, in due time. And we got bombed before we could say this, but I assumed we were going to go next with 31 and then 30 and 29 the way that we usually do it. You said, because I guess of your love of spinning wheels with your other podcast, that you wanted to spin a wheel and randomly decide a team that we're going to do next. Is that correct?
1: Yeah, I think we should. Uh, it doesn't have to be a wheel. Okay. But uh, that's, that's well, it's not a
2: uh, spoiler. It's not going to be a wheel. I'm going to randomizer, uh, dot org right now. I'm typing mm-hmm. in a uh, uh, copy and paste uh, every NFL team name except for Washington. Uh, randomize. Drum roll, please. All right, it's the Indianapolis Colts. Okay, now we have a guest that we've used for the last number of
1: years, uh, Jake yeah. Lewin. It's, Decade.
2: It's midnight. Should I WhatsApp him quickly and see if he's available, or is it too late?
1: No. Knock on his door. Go to his house and knock on his door. Don't want oh, that.
2: L- let me message him right now.
1: He says, "You up? You're s- I you?" I said, "You up?" They s-
2: he says, "Everything okay?" He's nervous. He's worried something bad has happened. Why okay. is Chester messaging me randomly out of nowhere at midnight? You want to do a quick podcast on the Colts right now?
1: <laughs> That's the emergency.
2: him. he says, sure.
1: Yeah, uh, this is like a, a, a podcast booty call.
2: Okay, podcast booty call. Okay, so give him a couple minutes. Let me send him the Zoom uh, link. Before he uh-huh. joins us, is there anything else we need to discuss in the absence of? Jack I didn't William? complain
1: about camping enough. I, I can't explain how bad <laughs> yeah. camping is.
2: Yeah. How bad is camping?
1: Well, it was it was like 100 degrees out, and it never got cold at night. So I was just like sweating the whole night. It was so hot and humid and gross. You know, all guys also
2: didn't light a fire, which makes no sense to me.
1: No, we did light a fire. Well, you lighter. think we we're going to leave a fire all night? You're not allowed to, I don't think.
2: Well, I mean, eventually light- it burns out, but yeah.
1: No, we did what not. What time did we the kids go to sleep- Your
2: so kids go light- to sleep late anyways.
1: Yeah, right? and then they were there with their cousins. I I, I, I can't answer because I fell asleep before everyone else. I just went yeah. right into the tent like I left the conversation, was being rude on my phone, uh, yeah, went into I'm the tent me. and just passed out. My my daughter texted me like a hundred pictures of me. Okay. Uh, how about this? I'll send one to you and you could post it in the show notes of the picture passed of you out.
2: sleeping. Yeah, send that to me. That's what before the, the tent are. was even
1: set up. Like before there was no before there was you know like. Now, one I other thing like we were arguing like, about
2: is whether this episode, and I guess it, we didn't know what team was when we were arguing about this, whether this episode goes on the main feed or the patron feed. I think that all 32 of these have to go on the main feed in, in, the, in the tradition of this podcast. You want this to go on the patron feed. Let me just reassure the patrons, uh, some of whom are big Survivor stands. We have more Survivor content coming. We probably have one Survivor podcast this week. We definitely have uh, a couple coming uh, the week after that uh, with uh, with some uh, beloved guests as well. So you will be getting Survivor content in the month of August on the Patreon well, How about this? Oh, oh um,
1: you can. Oh, you, look it's... who's joining
2: us in the Zoom. It's Jake Lewin. Jake, uh, you got a podcast booty call and you reacted immediately. So you were just sitting there waiting, hoping for a late night text tonight, basically.
0: Every night. <laughs> Always.
2: <laughs> Welcome back to 32Fans. Uh, remind me, last year when we did the Colts podcast, was it before or after Andrew Luck's retirement?
0: It was right after.
2: Okay, so you knew. Yeah, I think you were very mournful now, I remember. You were in a very somber tone. Yeah. Now uh, you had a year of Jacoby Brissett, which was better, I think, than anybody could have expected. and But not good enough for the Colts because they went and got future Hall of Famer Phillip Rivers.
0: Right, certainly not. I think uh, it was better than... The expectation that they would go, you know, four and 12 or five and 11, but it was very annoying that they actually started off pretty strong and then had a bunch of big meltdowns um, partially due to bad quarterback plays and defensive struggles and kicking struggles.
2: Yeah. You got rid of that garbage kicker out of Vinatieri.
0: Yeah. What a piece of shit. Yeah. Who, uh, unlike, <laughs> unlike <laughs> Philip
2: Rivers does not deserve to be a Hall of Famer, but he obviously will be um, their new kicker is Chase McLaughlin. I know nothing about that guy. Who's Chase McLaughlin?
0: He was on the 49ers. We're going straight
1: to kickers talk. By the I mean, way, wow, like ten seconds of the podcast. Alex. He was on. He was on the 49ers. The want? Yeah, McLaughlin was caught, and then I like, think every team sort of wanted him, and they got him. Yeah, exactly. Why? Why are we talking? Why are we talking kickers? You know, we didn't really talk about Ron Rivera when we did the Washington podcast, Alex. Yeah. So let's let's start at the top with Frank Reich. Is is Reich the guy at this point? You're like, okay, I want him to be there for you know, 15 years.
0: Yeah, I'd actually, I, I mean, 15 years hard to say when you really haven't done anything. You know, one small little playoff run and then a mediocre season. Um, so it's really hard to to say that. I just do feel confident with him uh, as the coach. He's uh, the, the media actually like him too, which is really important. Uh, I think he has a good command of the of the players' room. He's obviously a very strong offensive mind. Um, so yeah, I'm I'm very pleased. I think he's great. But obviously, you know how it is. If he has three last seasons, he's you know he's not he's not going to be there forever. So he has to keep moving an upward trajectory.
2: Let me. My big question about this team is: before Lux retirement, this team had very high expectations. And what are your expectations coming into the season? Do you consider them like a Super Bowl contender? You know, like what what are your thoughts on on what you want this team to do this year?
0: I mean, obviously, you want your team to go to Super Bowl. Okay. I mean, yeah, I know. Um, but- in terms of. It's like, but it's even it a
1: thought for, like, the team I root for. Like, they're not going to Right.
0: Bowl, so. I, so, that's the thing. This is – you walk into a season thinking that if they do win the AFC South, it's not, like, unheard of. I think they're the favorite, uh, but it's, like, a slight favorite to win the AFC South. Um, I don't think it's unreasonable that they go 10-6 and 6 or 11-5. and 5. They have a pretty easy schedule. Um, but, you know – Obviously you want them to to go to a Super Bowl. It'd be great if they did, but if they go to the playoffs, I'd be incredibly happy. It'd be an awesome year. Um and anything after that would be just gold. The idea of getting Phillip Rivers was I think it wasn't a slight as much to Jacoby Brissett. I think they like him there as a as a locker room person. I think they think he's a talented quarterback. Um I I think at times he could – he flashed time. He showed at times that he was capable of being a starter uh, in the league. There are certainly other quarterbacks that um, are starting that probably shouldn't over him. You know, Trubisky's, et cetera. I, I think they wanted to get Phillip Rivers because of the connection to f- Frank Reich, the, f- the fact that they, you know, saw a window where they have uh, defensive players and, a you know, offensive line that's solid and those really go very far. Uh, and try to, to strike while the iron is hot. I think Philip Rivers still has a lot left in the tank. I think, you know, two years ago he was playing at a Pro Bowl great level. They went, what, 12 and four? And last year there were times when he played really, really well, but it was a really garbage Chargers team with that offensive line. Um, and now he's going to a place with a very strong offensive line and a quarterback and a coach, an offensive coach actually know him uh, and there's opportunity there. So, of course, the team has aspirations for a Super Bowl, but in terms of what, what they brought in Phillip Rivers for, what he can actually do, winning a division and making a possible playoff run is really in the cards.
2: Yeah. Now, let's talk about Phillip Rivers sort of, uh, you know, we'll get to the 2020 Phillip Rivers in a second. But I want to talk about Philip Rivers' reputation because it really frustrates me and upsets me. And I'm not a Philip Rivers fan. I've never particularly liked him watching him play or, you know, his personality or as a player. But I also appreciate, you know, he had the unfortunate reality of playing behind Peyton and Tom Brady, the two best quarterbacks in NFL history, in my opinion, in the conference for the entirety of his career. So – uh, you know, he never really got as much uh, attention or credit as he might have otherwise. But uh, Bill Barnwell posted a – first of all, he did this idiotic article with, where he was talking about every potential and, uh, Hall of Famer in every team. And his percentages were just way out of whack. But before that, he had tweeted. He said, is Philip Rivers a Hall of Famer? And 57% of the Twitter voters – and obviously people on Twitter are morons – but 57% said no. And that completely boggles my mind. Like there's no world in which Philip Rivers is not a Hall of Famer. Like you look at Dan Fouts. Dan Fouts on that exact same team. Also, never came close to Super Bowl. He's in the Hall of Fame. And like this idea that you have to have won a Super Bowl to be a Hall of Famer is just crazy. You know, Philip Rivers has seven seasons in his career where he was a top five quarterback. Uh, there's only 16 quarterbacks who've done that. Uh, they're all in the Hall of Fame, except for the ones who are not yet eligible. Rivers has been consistently very good. I would actually compare Philip Rivers to Brett Favre, if anybody, frankly. You, you know, F- Favre obviously won a Super Bowl and went to another one, but what great receivers did he ever have? Obviously, Antonio Gates is a Hall of Fame tight end, but he never really had amazing receivers. And his postseason performance was not that bad, as people say, either. Frankly, you look at his numbers per game, it's pretty similar to, like, a, like a Ben Roethlisberger or, or whatever. But I have Rivers number 22 in my all-time quarterback rankings. And to me, there's absolutely no question he has to be in the Hall of Fame. Uh, I don't know what, uh, what Jake and Key, what you guys think about that.
1: I'm with you. I'm with you. Yeah. I, I, he's a Hall of Famer.
2: And Jake, obviously, yeah, you, you I, had yeah, no I, partisan yeah. feelings towards him before. I mean, you know... I got Brett Favre late in his career on the Vikings, and for me it was different than even you with Rivers because you know I had hated Favre for most of his career because he played for my arch rivals. So, what was your sort of opinion of, of, of Rivers for most of your career, uh, most of his career in Indy?
0: It's funny you say that because the Chargers have actually dealt two heartbreaking losses to the Colts in the playoffs, and one was at the hands of Philip Rivers, and one that he had an injury, um, and then they had a backup come in. It was the, I think it was the divisional round in two thousand and. Seven the year after the Super Bowl, uh, the Colts roll in, and then in 2008 it was a wild card game. The Chargers were eight and eight, the Colts were I think 12 and four, um, but drew them in the wild card round and lost in San Diego in overtime. That was Darren Sproles like going out of his mind. And one of those losses, I think it was the one that was uh the divisional round that was in the RCA Dome. Philip Rivers was like blowing kisses to the crowd after they won the game uh, and beat the Colts. So there there's been a lot of you know, animosity towards Phillip Rivers in Indianapolis because of those playoff losses. The funny thing is, is that, you know, I've been following a lot of the, the articles and the podcast, you know, interviews with uh, with Colts players, and they all actually like Philip Rivers and describe him as being a genuinely happy-go-lucky, like, really exciting, describe him as being one of these, uh, like, plays the game like he's, you know, in elementary school and, or, you know, in grade school where it's just fun. And he seems like a likable guy, but I always no, I think they his said face. he
1: has an elementary school in his house.
0: That's, oh, that, that, that's true, too. <laughs> but I've always hated his face. That's like, I, I hate his face. Yeah, of
1: course. He's got yeah, a yeah. punchable face. Right. Yeah. So, I mean, he's 6'5". He would rock me. But. Yeah. Right, of course.
2: Yeah, Let's. so I'm looking at his sort of year-by-year stats of his career. 2008, 2009, he has one of the best back-to-back seasons, really, uh, that we've ever seen from a quarterback. Uh, 2010 as well, he plays at, an, at a very elite level. 2011 he takes a little bit of a fall 2012 he was frankly not a very good quarterback and his team who had you know been about 500 every year of his career drops to seven and nine Uh, but then he bounces back 2013 he plays like a superstar again 14 and 15 he's good not great as he's entering his 30s actually leads league in interceptions in 2014 but still has you know a ton of yards and and touchdowns and then in 2016 he had a really bad year Uh, led the league in interceptions again i would say was a below average quarterback and his team went five and eleven but then he bounced back 2017, 2018 as the team moves to L.A. They, they win 21 games over those two years. You know, they head back to the playoffs and he's averaging 30 touchdowns a year and his interceptions are cut in half. But last year, again, up to 20 interceptions, including I think he had seven combined and two huge primetime losses. They go to five and 11. I think the big question for Rivers is, you know, can he keep his interception rate above or below his career average of 2.6? And did we see in last year where he dropped off, did we see a 38-year-old quarterback who's nearing the end? And we've seen that from Favre and Peyton Manning and, you know, almost every other great quarterback we've ever seen at a certain point in their late 30s, they're just done. Or did we see in, in Rivers in 2019, the same thing we saw in him in 2016 or 2012, which is every once in a while, he just has a year with a ton of interceptions and he has a bad year and then he bounces back in the next couple of years, he's a good quarterback again. So, you know, which one of those do you expect?
0: I expect the interception ratio to go down. Frank Reich's system is generally less prone to to interceptions. It keeps it open to have safe throws available. And Philip Rivers is known to always use safety valves like Danny Woodhead or Darren Sproles. Naheem Hines, who's in the locker room, they've just been showing him tape on those players at this times in San Diego to basically clue him in as to what they want him to be doing in that role. But uh, I digress. The point is, I think that. You're coming in with a strong offensive line, uh, a team that certainly had a strong run game last year and is motivated to run the ball. Uh, They invested in another, you know, uh, top tier running back in the draft to take the load off of Phillip Rivers. So I think that there's opportunity for him to not have to win every single game and have to do everything in order for them to succeed and put the ball down the field. So I expect that he'll have at least a better year in terms of his turnover ratio. Uh, I don't think he's going to have his eye-popping numbers. I don't think he's ever had a career at least one time when he was less than 4,000 yards. He might not have 4,000 yards this year passing, but I think they're going to give him more of an opportunity to to not have to win games just on his own. And a lot of those interceptions, um, this is what I've read. I haven't looked at them, but I know that there's articles by people who've, watch all the film, watch every single interception they've thrown, and a lot of them were in you know late game situations where they he just swung it to try and uh, get a win. This is so, also the
1: best offensive line he's ever gonna have. Exactly. He's never had an offensive line this good. Right. This is this is the Alex, this is the best offensive line. You know, it's been Philly and Dallas for a while, but they both lost guys. Tennessee was uh, up there. Uh, I mean the Quinton
2: Nelson, is he the best guard in the in the NFL?
1: He's the best offensive lineman in the NFL. Quentin Nelson is uh, is can you say that? The, Doesn't
2: it have to be a left tackle just in terms of?
1: Yeah, I'm, oh yeah, he's not the most valuable okay, offensive oh, lineman, but he's okay, he's the right. best. Okay, and, and I'd say yeah. outside of Aaron Donald, he's and maybe Patrick Mahomes, like he's the best player at his position. Like he's a top five guy in the NFL, uh, you know, position value excluded. For I mean, short. we could he go is, back. He's on the.
2: We might look back. Nelson's on the highest, the,
1: the fastest trajectory of any offensive lineman ever. In terms well, of making- we
2: might look, look back at, at the 2018 Colts draft. Their first and second round picks could both be Hall of Famers, right? And, and Nelson and Leonard. I mean, those are guys who both immediately were all pros.
1: Mm-hmm. Yes. And, and they how, nail, I mean, they how often
2: does that happen? Maybe like the Cowboys 20 years ago. And, you know, the first year with those two guys, of course, they, they, they won the division. They go to the playoffs. They lose to, to the Chiefs, I believe. Wasn't that like a 30 to 13 or something like that? Yes. Yeah. But that was the second round. They won a playoff game. And then the next year, obviously the, the season sort of every, the plans are shattered by, by luck retiring on the precipice of the season. And, you know, you end up uh, eight, and eight, seven, and nine, wherever they went last year. So, you know, there's a lot of talent on this team defensively. Obviously it's not just, you know, DeForest Buckner's obviously a great player uh, up the middle as well. Before I tell you what our ranking is and, and our listeners know, cause it's in the name of this podcast, but so uh, Akiva did his rankings from one to 32 this year. I did my rankings one to 32. And then we had our listeners, as well our patrons i should say uh, submitted their own rankings and we averaged those out as a third number and then we averaged those three together if you had to guess jake sort of what the, what the non-colts fan what sort of the general football fan where they're ranking this team from one to 32 where would you put the colts
0: probably i think we're probably equal i think they're in the low team like high teams depending on how you look at it like like 13 or 14.
2: okay so the the listeners average them out um as the 12th best team in the league and, and little Kibi Wieneker has him at 12 also. Um, Alex Chester has him at seven. So am I way too high on this team? What am I missing here?
0: I, it's just so many unknowns. That's why I wouldn't say. You know, there's hard, it's hard to predict. You're talking about a new quarterback, limited opportunity to, to practice. I give a lot of difference to teams that are, that are putting out the same players with the same system. Like, I don't think the Seahawks are so much of a better team than others, but the fact that they are, have a system in place I would put them higher. Uh, Yeah. Well, but you're not really competing
2: with the Seahawks. I mean, you look in the AFC. First of all, you probably have, if not the best, one you know, a top three or four backup quarterback, obviously, and a guy who already knows the system. Other than the Chiefs and the Ravens, and they're in their own stratosphere, probably in the AFC right now. Who's like who's the next best team? Who who doesn't have big question marks? The Patriots have huge question marks, obviously. Uh, The the Steelers have question marks. Uh, The Titans have question marks. The Bills, the Browns, the, the Houston. Like, which team other than those
1: two? Doesn't have the division again,
0: right? So I, I put I have more faith in the Bills and the and the Texans just because they're putting out basically the same team as last year, minus you know. Dio well, in
2: the Texans example, minus their best player,
0: so that, right. that's not great. I, and st- until the Texans don't win the division, I'm penciling them to win the division. Okay, For you know, you know, what
1: I'm excited For about in this team, Jake. Who? So it's honestly from one to fifty three. This team is pretty similar to last year. They didn't add a million guys, which is good. Obviously, adding a new quarterback is you know is usually. I believe they're returning the exact same offensive line. So basically, the three new additions are Rivers. The yeah. first round pick is essentially DeForest Buckner, right? Because they traded the first round pick for Buckner. Right. Yeah. And and I really like Michael Pittman. I think everyone really liked Pittman in the draft. He's also the type of guy. Pittman Alex is a possession receiver, not a speed guy. He's huge. Those type of guys start their careers usually much quicker than the burner. Right, like he he may come in as like almost a finished product. He's um,
0: the the Vincent Jackson two is what is what people are saying.
1: Yeah, not a speedy guy, but but huge. I, I do think like it's time already. Obviously, like Hilton needs Hilton has to stop being not necessarily stop being wide receiver one this year, but like you can't rely on him this much. And they're, plus they're transitioning stay on the field. him out.
0: You know, he's in a contract yeah. here this year. And there's a lot of buzz about whether they're going to bring him back. What, he said he wants to stay. Uh, I, I I was shocked when I that I, look, I I heard him on a podcast this week. He's been in the league nine years. It's crazy. I yeah, it
1: feels like that he's that. he's still a kid, but yeah, he's been there. Yeah. Okay. He also, he's yes.
0: still he's still got wheels. He's still really fast. Um, but you know, it's crazy. He's not Tyreek Hill. He's not like the fastest guy in the NFL. Like I think his those early years, he was one of the fastest receivers in the league. Not anymore.
1: Yeah. And, and they drafted um, Paris Campbell last year. I don't think he really did anything, but maybe this will be no. – and, and Zach Pascal actually very quietly had 600 yards he, last Zach year. Zach
0: Pascal is like – he's he's a poor man's Heinz ward. That's how I look at him. Uh-huh. Good blocker. He does, he does the small stuff, but he could actually like, – if if, in, in certain situations, he can run a route. Like he's, he has that to him. Um, I don't – Paris Campbell, I don't know. Uh, you have to give him another chance, but he just didn't look good. He, I feel like he's Philip Dorsett. He's number fifteen. Also, any wide receiver who wears number fifteen for the Colts just sucks. That's that's my, that's my feeling now. <laughs>
1: yeah, and they lose Eric Ebron, Alex. They bring in Trey Burton, who had a very good twenty eighteen.
0: Also, he but played the right. with Yeah, show. but, so but
2: that's, Jake that's Doyle is, is ageless, yeah. and you know, is there is there tight end one? I just to me, I think this offense, Marlon Mack, obviously, I think really came out of nowhere in the last couple of years. But it helps when you're running behind Costanzo and Nelson on the left side of that line, obviously. Um,
1: right. So what does me- early talk about Jonathan Taylor been also? Because Taylor's the type of guy, an incredible college running back. I'm a little nervous if it's going to translate to the pros. Uh, um, but it's second-round pick.
0: So I, 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 I'm I not remembering all the details here, but basically uh, I think he his average in college was more over four yards a carry. And that was on an offense that everyone knew they were running the ball. I mean, they weren't doing anything else but run. And he mm-hmm. was, and he was, and he, he did. He was very, very productive. I think the Colts are, are. Frank Reich said today that Marlon Mack is the starter. They're not planning on putting him out as a starter. They're planning on putting him out as. Uh, you know but he's also team. not
1: a receiver it's tricky like because right. like you said Naheem Himes is gonna is gonna be the third down and back have,
0: anyway. They have they have like a bevy of good running backs. Jordan Wilkins who's the fourth running back I guess on the on the depth chart. He had flashes of brilliance also last year. So they have good running backs, they have a good offensive line. I think uh Frank Reich is creative enough to 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 not just be stuck with you know a of uh, uh, Saquon Barkley three down back, like or Ezekiel Elliott three down back. I think that they they, um, they want to have that variety. They might want to have they might want to have sets where there's two running backs in, and then you really have to decide who's which one's going to be the blocker, which one's going to go out, which one's going to actually take the handoff. There's opportunity there, and when you have two backs, at least one that was productive in college and one that's been productive in the NFL and a good offensive line. That might create some, you know, mismatch or good. So I think that's part of the reason what they're going to do, and not just, oh, we're going to Marlon Mack. You know, he has to get a thousand yards because that's what he did last year. I don't think they're going to play
1: like that.
2: Yeah, I uh, just, yeah. I, This is a team. They went seven and nine last year, and you lost at least two games that I can remember. Maybe and you can correct me if there's more strictly because of Innitary, right?
0: It was the Chargers game. It was yeah, week the game one against, the Chargers um, game.
2: There was a game against the um. Against the Steelers, isn't it? Steelers, the Steelers. Yeah. The
0: Steelers. There's another game against Miami. Okay. And then, and then. You, let's I'm, say, let's say they split those games. Let's say, let's say they, they win two out of those three. They go nine and seven. Yeah. They still don't make the playoffs. But, well, I don't know
2: what the tiebreakers are with Tennessee, who make go you know went nine yeah, and seven snuck in, and that you know also you lost week seventeen a meaningless game where you wanted to lose actually for right. playoff seeding, right? If that game matters. Yeah. Maybe try a little harder. Right. And there were Bad games Wars.
0: also. There's the game against the Titans where they were really. Uh, Vinatari got a field goal block that led to a touchdown that changed the whole game.
2: Yeah. And, and so it's just, if you get even from Rivers the same thing you got from Brissett, this is a team whose baseline I think is a nine and seven or 10 and six team. And again, right. it's in an AFC where you have two teams. And then a drop. I mean, maybe the Patriots are excellent again, but half their defense has opted out. They have a quarterback who hasn't been healthy in a couple of years. So there's, there's massive question marks there. I just, you know, Houston, every year that you have an additional year of Bob as, as the GM, I think is just, you know, more and more bad for, for the Texans. And eventually he'll run out of pieces to give away. Um, I, I'm surprised that I'm at the highest on this team. You know, it's also, this is a team, Keeve invented his concept of two to 53 because of the Colts, right? you used to talk about yeah, oh,
0: 253
2: this was I the was worst team in the, the league packers. yeah the packers are a better uh, yeah. now although Bak- yeah, they have you, some talent but
1: you know we haven't talked about the, the defense much yet but um I, it's a weird defense because it's it's top heavy there's a couple of very good players like Buckner and Leonard i do think in a season like this where you know who knows wh- like who's going to be going down for what reason like depth's super important and i do think defensive depth is probably this this team is as weak as basically any team in the league. Like there are there's not a lot behind the the top level. Guys, I said to you before we started, this feels like the team that should have traded for Jamal Adams in hindsight, maybe do you know, do you would you have given up that I don't it wasn't really available before the draft, but like last pick and this pick would I rather have DeFarz Buckner in a first round pick or Jamal Adams and no first round pick? It's a, it's a tough call. I don't know where you'd go. Like in so, hindsight, would you have rather they trade for Adams? I'm not sure.
0: So I, I have two points. One, I'm going to disagree with you about the depth, but I'll just to say one thing. Uh, at first, I didn't like the Jamal Adams trade because I think they gave up too much. But now, seeing the fact that college football is basically not going to happen this year, and it's going to be a tremendous, you know, sea change for how the draft process works for 2021, giving mm-hmm. up this draft actually makes a lot of sense. Um, I thought, you know, because you gave up maybe two first rounders, right? Um, but for next year's first round might just be like such a crapshoot. Really. So that that's different. That's number, That's the second point. But the main point about depth, I actually disagree with you. When it comes down to their front seven, I think they actually have pretty good depth of the defensive line. You know, Danico Autry and Kamiko Toure are pretty solid. Ture got injured in that Chiefs game on Sunday night last year, and he had a you know stellar game. He's he's always been getting better and better. Uh, they 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 uh, signed Sheldon Day. Justin Houston still has what's in the tank. Tyquan Lewis is, you know, there's opportunity there. There's local boy Al- Alquaden Muhammad from New Jersey. They have and Grover Stewart also had good games too. Um, their linebackers, you know, we, besides Leonard, there's Okariki who has a solid. Anthony Walker's had some good games. Um, I will admit that their secondary is not very deep. That's Kenny Moore. I think is good. Is, is uh, has Kenny Moore has been. Solid cornerback. Uh, um, they've had, you know, I think their depth at safety is Willie Cooker. Who knows it is going to be. Um, Kari Willis is is young, but he's had good. He's had some good games. Um, Rocky thing got better last year. They drafted him in the second round of 2018. Uh, he's gotten better. Um, so their front seven, I actually think, is strong and has depth. The, when it comes to the secondary i think that's that's their weakest and and lack and there's a lack of depth there
1: as what's the time check here uh we got a
0: few minutes keith can i propose that we
2: do our first scheduled game of the year
1: yeah that's why i was gonna ask we're we're okay. thinking we're in we're in the same listen after six years of podcasting yeah
2: now this is a fair. tough one because you know who knows how many of these games are going to occur at the currently scheduled uh time and place and you know with COVID, this is a this is a big uh, roll of the dice, but we'll try it anyway. So week one, you go to Jacksonville. You ended your season there with a twenty point loss.
0: Right. So let's assume you're going to Jacksonville. Yeah. Um, so there's no home field advantage, even if it wasn't during COVID. Yeah. <laughs> um, I mean, listen. I think it's a. I think actually, I think it's a must win game, and know it's crazy to say that, but. Like, if you lose to Jacksonville opening day, that's... Yeah, I mean, the
2: first half of the schedule is much easier than the second half. So they got to be banking wins in September and October if they want to. Right,
0: exactly. Also, yeah. So the Jacksonville, they're playing the opening day. I think they're going to get that win, but it's not going to be a blowout. I think it's going to be really close. Um, Jacksonville,
2: I assume, is going to be one of the worst teams in the league this year.
0: Yes, but Minshew Mania, you can't... He's, you know... Yeah. You, you don't can't, know
2: can't mess with the stash all right so you're going to give yeah. yourselves a win there week two you play the vikings at home
0: i i want to know what you think
2: i i have not begun to really think about the viking season in detail yet i'm very worried about the secondary this is not a vikings podcast but the the viking secondary is all new and you know it's, it's secondary is obviously zimmer's specialty so let's see what he can do he you know he he made stars out of guys like xavier rhodes but then you know they, they sort of fell cold. apart yeah, yeah. um as, you, as you'll discover um Thanks. <laughs> yeah, so I'm I'm really, I'm really not sure. Well, he made the Pro Bowl last year, which is the, one of the most hilarious things ever, but, you know. So yeah. yeah. uh, Jack Doyle. Yeah. <laughs> Jack Doyle better than him. Um, so uh, this, is, this is not my pick. This is your pick.
0: I think it's a loss. I think they are going to lose this game. I okay, think-
2: from from your mouth to God's ears. All right, so you're 1-1, one and, one, and then you play the Jets. So you got the back-to-back home games against uh, the Chester-Keefe yeah, team. I think
0: the Jets is a win. Yeah, and win then
2: you game. go at Chicago in week four.
0: That's a win. If, yeah. they're, if they were playing in the winter, I'd say it's a loss, but I think they're going to win that game.
2: Yeah, Chicago's but very bad. By the I way, think, I love how on, you can still buy tickets to all these games right now. As if uh, know, there's right? going to be fans. Yeah, a complete exactly. insanity. Go um, so, waste your money. So three um, and one, and then you go at Cleveland uh, in week five. Big game, could have playoff implications down the line. Right,
0: could. Um, I think it's a loss.
2: All right, and then at home before the bye, you play the Bengals. That's a.
0: I think that's a win.
2: Okay. Uh, after the bye, you are now four and two, and you go at Detroit. That's a win. All right, five and two, and then home for the Ravens. I actually think this is a win. Wow. So six and two. That'll be the five and two uh, Colts against the, I assume, like, you know, six and one or something like that, Ravens. Big win there, six and two. Yeah. Now on a short week, you at Tennessee on Thursday night.
0: They lose this game. This game they lose.
2: Six and three, and then you got ten days to play the Packers.
0: Right. I actually think they win this. No, more.
2: Thursday to a Sunday. Ten Ten days. days. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Uh, I think they win
2: this game. All right. So seven and three, by the way, we might get bombed. So we'll try and pick it up. Uh, the pace you play the Titans uh, a week later at home. When? Okay. Eight and three. So two Titans games in November, uh, eight and three. Then you are at Houston.
0: I think they, they're going to lose. They'll, they'll lose either the one in Houston or the one. in. It's weird now. by the way, that you
2: haven't even played Houston uh, until December, but all right. So with splitting those, you're nine and four in between those you play at Las Vegas against the Raiders. I think it's a loss. All right, so 9-5. and five. And then you are at Pittsburgh?
0: Um, I think that's – they're probably going to win that game. And then, you know what? It's hard to say. I think they'll probably win that game. Um, it's just hard because it's going to be freezing cold. Uh, right, so you win, win at 10-5, and
2: five, and then you end the season the way you began it, against Jacksonville. 10-5, and five, you're right. probably already in the playoffs, I'd have to imagine. Right. Have to be... I,
0: I have them at 10-6, and six, so maybe uh-huh. I'd have to switch. Maybe that Packers game they lose. Maybe they lose the – the Steelers game, but I have a 10 and 6. I, I don't see them winning 12 games.
2: Listen, I want you to beat the Packers and lose to the Vikings, so that, that sounds good to me. All right, so 10 and 6 for the Colts, uh, a playoff team, and uh, may, maybe Alex will be proven correct with his ranking of number 7 for this team. Um, and then, and, and do you expect Philip Rivers to play all 16 games, which is something he's done pretty much every year of his career?
0: Yeah, I think he will, except if they're still good. Other than that, you just have to hope his kids were not master
2: school. Yeah, he has so many freaking kids. And, and, uh, <laughs> he's a homeschooler, though, isn't he?
0: Now he definitely
1: think, is. <laughs> I'm not sure. Is he a homeschooler?
2: Oh God! Oh no. Has he um? Has he brought the whole family to Indianapolis, or are they staying in SoCal?
0: Apparently, they live there. Apparently, they actually live there in
2: Indianapolis. They moved
1: to Indianapolis.
0: Yeah.
1: The whole family. Wow. I guess there's no school. Who cares? Like, no, but it actually is matter. Indianapolis. Indianapolis the biggest. Indianapolis, house in the, state. The, the area he lives in,
0: Indianapolis, is uh what's it called washington township they canceled school a long time ago there's no
1: school yeah i'm saying it doesn't really matter this year where you where you live with the kids like there's just, you're just on vacation basically yeah right nine kids in that house. how many nannies do you think they have guys would make it they in have double they two.
0: have like imagine they have like seven zoom calls going on every oh internet. yeah no the I
1: like <laughs> no matter how rich you are there's no way they the internet can withstand that honestly <laughs>
0: <laughs> all right keith i lost
2: track of the clock so this may be bombed we may not even be hearing this uh, in fact almost certainly we're not going to hear this but uh no, over under fun. of nine oh for, that
0: was great stuff huh? that was <laughs> over <good>. under <laughs> of
2: nine for the maybe i'll edit out when he lost his audio over and under of nine. nine
1: i go under under i, under oh, no, I already I put money good. on the on the over
2: under for keith all right um we've definitely been bombed at this point so uh we're gonna end the podcast i'm gonna stop <laughs>